Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024. You heard me? Woo, woo. Wah. Gangsters. The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't, we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't, we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's going to be, man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody, nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. All I heard through the glass there was Brock going, whoop, whoop, wah. It's the best open ever. You got to love people who are enthusiastic about finding the truth. You know, it's that moment that you realize something that you believed in has been BS from the very beginning. And you're like punched in the gut and you're like, ow. And then you're like, oh, I've been released. I'm awakened from my slumber. That's what this is. The Sam Bankman Freed guy, <laughs> right? He is no different than Claudine Gay. And you're thinking, wait, how is some, you know, curly haired Jewish dude who's just a goof, a squishy goof, how is he as a crypto guy for FTX or whatever the heck it was called, how is he lumped into the same category as a black woman caught plagiarizing and basically being a dirtbag as the head of Harvard University? Well, it's pretty simple. They were groomed. Joe Biden, same thing. Joe, we can put Joe Biden in the same category as these clowns. How do you say that, Wendy? Well, in and of themselves, they are vacuous. They do not bring anything to the party. There is no moving America forward. Claudine Gay, as the black female president of Harvard University, hasn't done anything to make Harvard University an extraordinary place. If anything, she's given it a terrible black eye. She was groomed for this. She was pushed ahead for this. The same way Barack Obama was groomed to be president. Right? The same way Joe Biden, they needed an empty suit. They needed somebody who cared more about the title and the drapes then about the Constitution or the country and all of us who make it up. Sam Bankman-Fried is of the same ilk. This guy isn't somebody who knows Cracker Jack stuff about finance. He's not some whiz. He ran a Ponzi scheme. And he screwed people out of a hell of a lot of money. Billions and billions of dollars. And he was allowed to do this. Because what he did with the billions he built from people selling cryptocurrency nonsense, he gave it to Democrats. He gave it to people running for office. And Sam Bankman-Fried, much like 
Mark Zuckerberg's had a huge impact on the 2020 election with this stupid $400 million in drop boxes all over the place, purposeful. Sam Bankman-Fried operated another kind of scheme in which to funnel money that impacted the 2022 midterms. Factual, actual. $100 million of the whatever amount of money ultimately he squandered and lost of investors, many of them celebrities, but how about just the regular guy? You know, how about how about the, the hardworking man or woman who, who shows up and goes to work and squirrels away and, and thinks that they're planning for the future and they're doing something responsible only to get screwed? That's each and every single one of us with this government every single day. I mean, that's exactly what's going on. How are you and I getting screwed in this economy? How is that any different than people who lose what they invested with Sam Bankman-Fried? Theirs is on a more significant level. But you're paying outrageous amounts of money. And any any attempt by this government, specifically Joe Biden, to, to say that people are doing great, and we created all these jobs, that everything's looking up, we long ago stopped believing in your lies. I find this Sam Bankman-Fried, though, very curious. Because the DOJ, Joe Biden, Barack Obama's DOJ, I should say, over the weekend, shh, on a Friday, after the evening news, on a holiday weekend, it comes out that the DOJ has, shh, decided to drop charges of political campaign violations against FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried. Well, for what reason? That is so peculiar. Why would you do that for some mumbo jumbo nonsense? Well, when he was, you know, arrested in the Bahamas, their extradition order, it wasn't one of the charges. And so therefore, we're not going to double. We're not going to try him again. No, what that is, is you're going to be able to give one hundred million dollars, which you did give Sam Bankman Freed of your investors money to what act blue to then send out to all these Democrats running for office. You need money to run an effective campaign, right? Well, if your ideas suck and you suck, at least you've got somebody giving you some dough, helping you stay afloat. That's their scheme. It's so gross. It's never about America. It's never about my children or your children. It's never about anything that's good. It's always something that sucks. And even Gen Z is waking up to that. Here's your story. Former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried has been prosecuted for fraud by the federal government. But, dot, dot, dot. The charges he faced for political campaign finance violations have been dropped by federal prosecutors. He donated millions to political campaigns, both Democrat and Republican, but I'm going to go with 98% Democrat. Five charges against Bankman-Fried were already dropped in August. Why ever would we hold some scumbag responsible? Because he was groomed for the spot. He was doing their bidding. They needed somebody in the right position. And they said, look, you and your weirdo girlfriend, Ellison, Right. 
She's weird as the day is long and knows zero about money either. We're going to hook you guys up on like a, mm, we'll call it like a bachelor pad uh, in the Bahamas. It'll be millions and millions of dollars. You guys can walk around and be dirtbags and never shower and have indiscriminate sex and have an un- you know, endless supply of weed or whatever you need. Just keep doing what you're doing. We'll run interference for you. Is that what happened? I have no idea. Does it feel like it? Hell yeah. So why would you drop charges against the guy? Bankman Free donated $5.2 million to Joe Biden's 2020 presidential campaign. He was indicted on charges of using over $100 million in customer funds to donate to Democrat campaigns. He leveraged this influence, in turn, of course, to lobby Congress and regulatory agencies to support legislation and regulation that he believed would make it easier for FTX to continue to accept customer deposits and grow. Hey, Maxine Waters. Hey, other dirtbags in Congress, we've got some stuff coming up in the crypto world. We could really use some good votes on your behalf. I'll make it worth your while. Ew. Ew. And yet, wait a minute, it's Donald Trump who's on trial in four different cases, 91 criminal charges. Got it. So Sam Bankman-Fried lost $8 billion dollars of FTX client money, donated at least what we know of 100 million in stolen customer funds to U.S. politicians and the U.S. government, prosecuting his fraud, but drops the political campaign finance violations and likely won't claw back the politicians for the victims. Meaning, Nobody's going to go knocking on the door of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, and all the others who got all sorts of Sam Bankman-Fried money. Oops. Don't tell me that Donald Trump is a threat to democracy when there is no democracy. This is not democratic. This is called an authoritarian, totalitarian regime of sock. And their goal is to be just like Zelensky, where something happens, war or otherwise, where they wave the magic wand and say, you know what? We are not having an election or we're staying in power for the greater good. Why do you think they want your guns? Because you're the last thing that stands in the way. So the question is, is their filth, is their corruption greater than your honesty and your love of America? You know my answer. Good day to be Sam Bankman freed. Did you guys see this? The U.S. life expectancy is now dropping. And the chasm between men and women is breathtaking. Whatever could it be? Let's talk about it honestly. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. This is a headline I don't like to read. Liberty Daily 
Life expectancy in the U.S. is now dropping in the aftermath of COVID-19 vaccines. Look, I feel for all of the doctors out there who didn't do their due diligence, who were too busy to look for any data, to ask any questions, who were then offered the incentive, we'll give you a bonus depending on the percentage of your patient list that is vaccinated. Shouldn't that have been a full stop to everybody? Like, say what? I've never been compensated for giving smallpox vaccine or MMR to people. Why all of a sudden this? How few people thought critically, and look where we are. Life expectancy has been declining in the United States. And the timing coincides with the introduction of COVID-19 vaccines. If, if news departments decide not to cover this story, then that is the final nail in the coffin for media. An industry I once loved. The average expected lifespan for Americans in 2021 was 20 or 76.4 years. Average lifespan, 76.4 which represents a drop of 0.6 from 2020. Men can expect to live an average 73 and a half years overall. Doesn't that sound really low? 73 and a half years while women's life expectancy is 79.3. You mean to tell me that we live six years longer on average than men all of a sudden? Because there's never been that kind of a chasm. There was the argument before women got in the workplace that women did predictably and in significant fashion outlive men. Men were doing the work. Men had the stress, right? But then women started working. My generation went to college. My mom's generation went to college. We got into the workforce. You mean to tell me we're still living six years longer from men and there's nothing to say here? I think we know. The leading cause of death in the U.S. in 2021 was heart disease, which is something that has been connected to COVID-19 vaccines. Many of the most popular, most widely reported side effects from COVID-19 vaccines have been cardiac related. No, duh. With countless people suffering from a heart attack or a stroke after getting jabbed. Reports of vaccine-related injuries continue to pile up. And most of us are all too familiar with the alarming number of stories in the news about healthy young people dying suddenly. It's not in the news that you're getting it. You're getting it in the ancillary side channels, your social media, scrolling through your news feed. Oh, somebody else has now just suddenly died. It's not normal for high schools to have AEDs. For the students. That's where we are. One study by Cedar sinai Medical Center showed that heart attack deaths climbed for all age groups during 2021 and 2020, 2020 and 2021. But the biggest jump was seen in those aged 25 to 44. Increase of 29% is simply too huge to ignore. An analysis shows mRNA shots could shorten the lifespan by 24 years. Look, this is hard. All of us 
profoundly love people who got vaccinated. Many of you did as well for whatever your personal reason. I will not, nor have I ever judged you for making your decision. But to bury our heads in the sand after the fact and to not jump to in an expeditious fashion and say, what the hell is going on? And why isn't Fauci, Dasik, Ralph Barrick, Xi Jinping, Li, everybody involved on trial? Brought up on criminal charges because they knew it? This life expectancy thing, though, what? FDA Commissioner Dr. Robert M. Califf characterized the dropping life expectancy for Americans as catastrophic. Writing on Twitter November 30th, we are facing extraordinary headwinds in our public health with a major decline in life expectancy. The major decline in the U.S. is not just a trend. I describe it as catastrophic. Well, then what are you going to do about it, Robert? We're going to dance around it. We're going to dance around it the same way we dance around Joe Biden's cognitive decline. Dude is not here. Dance around it. He's the president. Nobody's supposed to say anything. This whole DEI nonsense sucks. Everybody knows it. Dance around it. No, no, no. Make somebody else come out and say it first. Yeah, we're going to say that it's complicated, but we're not going to have anything more to say on that. America has a major stones problem. A lot of people in this country need to grow a set. And I'm tired of being the actual XX chromosome person around who's got bigger ones than the men. Speak up, folks. Medical folks. Don't you remember that oath? I do. Quick time out. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, seven key campaign promises Donald Trump has made when he wins re-election. Did you hear what I said when? Not if, when. Next. Welcome back, my friends, to the Wendy Bell Radio program. Delighted to have 11,000 plus watching on the live video stream. Welcome to all of you who are watching on the N2 Newsmax Network and also all of our radio stations as we introduce Houston to our lineup. It's going to be a great year for all of us. Look, I get it. I get when we talk about things that are super frustrating, it's easy to feel as though you are insignificant or impotent in some fashion, that you do not make a difference, that there's nothing you can do as one, and you're wrong. You're just absolutely not correct. Because all of this changes with you. You are the antidote. You are that star and that stripe. You are the future. And I was really excited to read some of this stuff from Donald Trump about his campaign promises leading into 2024. Well, here we are. I think you need a smile. Seven key campaign promises Donald Trump has publicly made for a second term. And these are just the ones that we're keeping track of, okay? Former President Donald Trump pointing to his record when appealing to voters as he vies first for the Republican nomination and ultimately the presidential election, obviously the main event. While he's looking to build on what he established during his first four years, Trump 
has also recognized that America now has additional challenges that must be addressed should he win back the White House in 2024. Isn't this so frustrating? I did all this stuff. You guys pooed on me the entire time. You spied on me. You lied about me. You impeached me. You did all of this nonsense. And it was all fake. And now I have to come in because I'm the only one who knows how to do it. And I have to come in and I've got to clean up your mess because I love America more than you love power. Some of the key campaign promises Trump has made publicly so far. Very encouraging. Number one, ending the woke gender ideology nonsense. Doesn't stand as an issue as pressing as the current day during his first term. Trump has promised to tackle the left wing gender insanity pushed on children by the radical left, promising to end what he described as chemical, physical and emotional mutilation of our youth on day one. Thank you, Mr. President, as a mom. That freaking matters to me. Ending the chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of our youth. He said he would start by ending Joe Biden's gender-affirming care BS, which is leftist-speak for hormone therapy and puberty blockers and sex changes on children and total crazy. We thought that in Realville that fiddling with kids would be an end full stop. And it wasn't. And that is so terrifying. He says by instructing every federal agency to cease all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. I will declare that any hospital or healthcare provider that participates in the chemical or physical mutilation of a minor youth will no longer meet federal health and safety standards for Medicaid and Medicare and will be terminated from the program immediately, he said, emphasizing he will ask Congress to stop tax dollars from going to places that complete these procedures. Boom. I agree. Number two, addressing rampant crime. 100 percent. Trump plans to address rising crime by signing a record investment in hiring, retention and training for. Oh, that's right. The police. Per his campaign website, which states that the bill would increase vital liability protections for America's law enforcement officers. Further, Trump is vowing to take on what his campaign described as, quote, radical Marxist prosecutors who have abolished cash bail and refused to charge criminals. Bingo. Under his leadership, Trump says he will direct the Department of Justice to, quote, open civil rights investigations into radical leftist prosecutors, officers such as those in Chicago, Los Angeles and San Francisco to determine whether they have illegally engaged in race-based law enforcement. Amen. Number three, protect women. In 2023, Donald Trump signed a presidential promise to American women from the Concerned Women for America. Had no idea that was a group. Vowing to uphold the truth that women are exclusively female. How sad that you have to proclaim this. That we've devolved into such nonsense that Donald Trump has to come out and say this. Attention, everybody. Women can have babies. 
Wow, earth-shattering news. Who knew? Thank goodness. This is what he had to say. Only women can be pregnant and bear children. Only women can be mothers, the pledge reads in part, adding under my administration, the status and dignity of women and girls will not be compromised in law or policy. Hmm. First three things seem to be very focused on bringing back the focus on family. Interesting. Number four. Huh. Champion parental rights. At the launch of his campaign, Trump made it clear that Joe Biden has committed to indoctrinating our children, even using the Department of Justice against parents who object. Referencing, of course, the infamous letter Solicited by Education Secretary Miguel Cardona from the National School Boards Association officials equating concerned parents with domestic terrorism. It's a terrible thing. And that is why it is so sad what's happening, he says. When I'm in the White House, schools will cease pushing critical race theory as they were, he promised. Once again, outlining his plan to use federal funding as a way to punish institutions that continue the woke ideology. Trump has also stated on the campaign trail that no, no teacher should ever be allowed to teach transgender anything. It was a word he took out. (laughs) Transgender, fill in the blank, without parental consent. Bing, 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 bing. Family, 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 mom and dad and children. Family unit supersedes everything else. Exactly. Number five, fire warmongers and globalists. Yes, sir. Trump has vowed to take on the globalists, determining that World War III has never been closer than it is right now. Quote, we need to clean house of all the warmongers and America last globalists in the deep state, the Pentagon, the State Department and the National Security Industrial Complex. He said, promising to complete the mission of restoring peace and cleaning house should he make it to the White House again. Over the four years in the White House, we made incredible progress in putting an America last contingent aside and bringing the world to peace, Trump said. And now we're going to complete this mission. The State Department, the Pentagon, the National Security Establishment will be a very different place by the end of my administration. In fact, Just into my administration, it'll be a very different place. And it'll get things done just like I did four years ago. Number six, going after the drug cartels. Amen. Trump promised to go after drug cartels in the same way he went after the Islamic State, ISIS, during his first term, pointing to the absurdity of Biden's open border policies, which he described as a deadly betrayal of our nation, outlining his plan to order a naval blockade of the cartels. Trump said this, when I am president, it will be the policy of the United States to take down the cartels just as we took down ISIS and the ISIS caliphate. And just as, unlike the situation we're in again, we're in today, we had very, very strong border. The strongest border, in fact, in the history of our country. And drugs were at a low of 45 years. There's been nothing like what we did just two years ago. Additionally, Trump said he would seek to deem cartels foreign 
terrorist organizations and use U.S. special forces to inflict maximum damage on the entities. How many people do you know? How many people do you know? And number seven, protect the Second Amendment. They can't do what they want to do without you giving up your guns. And Trump knows that. In 2023, Donald Trump promised that he would take Biden's executive order directing the federal government to target the firearms industry. And I will rip it up and I will throw it out on day one, he said. Furthermore, he said he would ask Congress to send a bill to my desk for national concealed carry reciprocity just like your driver's license or your marriage license your second amendment must apply across state lines and it will we will get it done pretty quickly too there's just a vibe i get that every time the machine throws something at him not only is he ready for it He's got the antidote on paper to fix it, to stop it, to mend it. Always. And though it feels like a year, and it is a year until change will happen, is so far away. Think positively. Change is coming, my friends, and you and I all play a key role in it all right so america's top private physicians put something out that i think is very interesting and it must become mainstream conversation if it begins here on this program so be it i'll give you the headline next on the wendy bell radio network you know, it's so interesting, the, um, the parallel economies and sources of information and news channels and all of this stuff. It's amazing what, what COVID did in so many terrible ways, but what it did in so many enlightening, eye-opening ways. I mean, it forced us to really start paying attention. And it's easy to be on, over, on, on cruise control. I get it. But the things that that have awakened us, these people who have, especially the physicians out there, and I I know that this is personal to me because I'm married to a doctor. His father is a doctor. His brother is a doctor. His mom is a nurse. I mean, comes from medical everything. The number of people in in medicine who stood up during COVID and said, wait a minute, this isn't right. You know, what are we doing? If we do this, this, and this, then we don't have to do X, Y, and Z. And those people were canceled. And we started paying attention to those who were canceled. And the people who were canceled started new things. They started ancillary medical groups, like this institution, AAPS. And, and I want to sh- share this with you because Peter McCullough, who we've had on the show multiple times, who's one of these voices who is long ago saying, what are we doing? 
Everything that Fauci is telling us to do is contraindicated. Don't do it, right? Away with you. So what did these doctors say? We're going to do it ourselves. What did Brock and I say when we got canceled? We're going to do it ourselves. Oh, yeah? You want to control what we're saying? You want to control the story? Bugger off. Not while I'm here, right? That's what these docs said. So I want to pull this up. McCullough tweeted out over the weekend, and it was important. America's top physicians are calling for complete market removal of all COVID-19 vaccines and boosters. That's huge. He tweets this. They are not safe for human use. Record injuries, disabilities, and death have resulted from mass indiscriminate COVID-19 vaccination. So this is a statement put out by an organization, AAPS, a voice for private physicians. My husband's a private physician. In my, na- in my community of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I think you could probably count, what, 15, maybe 15 private cardiologists. These are, these are men and women who are not owned by a medical complex. They are themselves. That's how bad medicine has gotten, friends. This voice for private physicians, apparently since 1943, they put out this statement calling for a moratorium on COVID-19 shot mandates and genetic injections. And they have 10 points. And I, and I think it's so important that as we start a new year, consider these points from pi- private doctors who have not been swayed by the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, the NIAID, private. Number one. COVID-19 injections are under emergency use authorization and must be considered experimental. Informed consent is a bedrock principle of medical ethics, yet millions of people have taken COVID-19 injections under duress. Inexcusable. It can never happen again. Full stop. Number two, the long-term effects of the novel mRNA or DNA technology and the lipid nanoparticles involved in their administration, including carcinogenesis, mutagenesis, autoimmune phenomena, and impairment of fertility cannot possibly be known. Scares the hell out of me as a mom. Number three, there are numerous safety signals, including excess sudden deaths that would in the past have prompted immediate withdrawal of vaccines or drugs from the market. Number four, the expected intensive, sophisticated investigations of reported adverse events associated with COVID-19 vaccination, including myocarditis, pericarditis, paralysis, thromboembolism, menstrual abnormalities, and unusual cancers have not been undertaken. Why are you not investigating these reports? Because they know. Number five, COVID-19 genetic injections have not been shown in randomized controlled trials to be effective in preventing infection, transmission, hospitalization, or death. Why don't we just leave it at that? That should be enough. Number six, in children who have virtually zero likelihood of death from COVID, there is no evidence of benefit exceeding risks for these products. Number seven, regulatory agencies are corrupted by conflicts of interests, lacks, lack of transparency, and lack of accountability. Number eight, 
Vaccine injured vaccine injured patients have little, if any, expectation of compensation. And manufacturers are shielded from liability. This liability protection must be ended. How many millions of people have been hurt? And they realize now that the government that pretended to care so much about their health and the greater good doesn't give a rip about their damaged future. Number nine, all mandates, including requirements for school attendance or work, should immediately be withdrawn. And finally, the most important one, full stop number 10. COVID-19 genetic injections should be withdrawn from the market. These have been some dark times. The voices that have come out to share with you their expertise, their data, their science, their knowledge, so that you can do right by the people you love have been vilified. They have been canceled. They have been doxxed. Their reputations have forever been damaged. And yet they believed in something greater than themselves. They believed in we the people. And that gives me great hope for the new year. Thank you for starting yours with us here at the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Please come back. We're here every Monday through Friday. Until tomorrow, peace.